and welcome to Diary of an Overcomer, the podcast that takes a look at the issues of addiction, domestic violence, and homelessness through the stories of women who have overcome them. Each episode, we highlight one issue and share a story of an overcomer, discussing the common questions people have and the possible solutions that are out there. I'm your host, Jen Harp, along with my co-host, Carol Patterson, the CEO of Shepherd's Gate, a nonprofit that helps women and children escape the cycles of addiction, homelessness, and abuse. Between the two of us, we have over 45 years' experience working with people who have struggled in these areas, and we both share a deep desire to help people overcome. So thank you for listening, and let's get started. Welcome to the second episode in a two-part series. Today we are talking about overcoming despair by intentionally spreading joy. The first episode, we discussed how to experience the peace and joy of Jesus internally. This episode, we will be talking about taking that peace and joy and intentionally spreading joy to others. Basically, taking the commandments Jesus talked about, loving God and loving others, and living that out no matter what you are going through right now. Our purpose in these two episodes is to help those who are struggling with their circumstances to overcome. We have chosen two ways we have personally overcome grief and hardship. The first is by experiencing the peace and joy of Jesus internally, and then intentionally choosing joy, despite what we are going through or how we feel and spreading it to others. So let's dive in. I came across a quote just this morning, and this is it. Some people could be given an entire field of roses and only see thorns in it. Others could be given a single weed and only see the wildflower in it. Perception is a key component to gratitude. Gratitude is a key component to joy. Perception defined is a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, like a mental impression. We know these people, right? One that sees only the negative, the glass half empty, and one that always is positive, seeing the glass half full. They could both be looking at the exact same thing and come up with completely opposite conclusions through whatever filter they choose to look through. Who would you rather be around out of these two people? And then ask yourself, which person would you rather be? Romans 8, 6 says, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Boil this verse down, and it's basically focusing on yourself, your circumstances, your feelings, and scripture says it's death. But when we take the focus off of ourselves and focus on God and what will bring him glory, we find life and peace. Going back to that quote, perception is a key component to gratitude. Gratitude is a key component to joy. We can choose what we focus on. We can choose to focus on our pain, our grief, our loss, or we can choose to focus on being grateful for what we do have. Now, this is not easy, especially if you've spent your life seeing the thorns and the glass being half empty. Choosing joy can only be found in choosing to live for God and not myself. It takes time and effort. And we talked more about that in the first episode of this two-parter. In this episode, we'll be discussing one of the ways to get our focus off of ourselves and our circumstances and to look for ways to bless others. And I'm going to let you know, this is a way of life. 
to be able to be a blessing to others. It takes listening and being obedient to God and then stepping out of your comfort zone and giving of your time and resources and risking rejection, which none of us like. I want to bring in my co-host, Carol Patterson, right now, the CEO of Shepherd's Gate. And we're going to talk about, about seven easy ways to be a blessing during this time of year. Carol, welcome. Hi, Jen. Hi, everyone. Carol, these episodes on overcoming despair by intentionally spreading joy were something you felt were needed, especially during this post-pandemic holiday season. I, you know, like all of you, I've been running into friends and family and and the women here at Shepherd's Gate. It's been quite a long journey for all of us around the world to get through this pandemic. And a lot of people have lost things, whether it be a family member, a job, freedom to the 100,000 people that lost their lives to addiction overdose this last year. There's so much grief. And I just think that it's important for mental health to be able to talk about this and that God doesn't want you to suffer, that he wants you to experience the joy of this special time of year. And we're going to talk about that today. Yes. So let's get started with this list. So we have compiled this list through things that we have done to things that we have heard about other people doing. So number one is Christmas cards. Ah, the old fashioned art of sending out Christmas cards. We hate to send them out, but oh, do we love to receive them. The suggestion here is to find some beautiful, inexpensive Christmas cards I found a pack, 10 for a dollar at Target, which were cute, and then find a group of people that may not be getting a Christmas card this year and fill out the cards for them with encouraging words or Bible verses or quotes. Some good places to find people who would be blessed by this would be assisted living facilities, long-term care facilities, if you know deployed soldiers, missionaries, women or men in long-term shelters. You can also send Christmas cards to your neighborhood. You know the addresses. And maybe with them, share a three-by-five card with your favorite recipe in it. Carol, do you do Christmas cards? Um, I do. So I actually use something like Mixbooks. Mixbooks is an online photograph uh, card development product. And the president is a Christian friend of mine. So mixbooks.com, a little plug for them. <laughs> and they're not a sponsor yet. <laughs> no, but, but what a fun way to bring joy to people that you might not have seen for a long time and a couple family photos to share with people and, and a message. So you could do it that way, or you could even make homemade Christmas cards at home to give to your neighbors with a special message. I actually do that. I go and do little drop-offs at my neighbor's houses during the Christmas season with, you know, just the Christmas card or other things just to show them that I care about them and, and love them. But, you know, as you were talking, Jen, it reminded me when way back when, when I was in singles ministry, a group of friends got together for breakfast one morning and we all bought a pack of cards and we brought them to the table after breakfast and we signed all of them. And then we took them to a shelter. We did it as a, I think there was four or five of us at the table. Such a fun activity to do oh, together. Yeah. 
That is neat. I love getting Christmas cards, but I'm telling you, I have good intentions every year. I even go and buy them. But most of the time, I do not set them out. I am kind of ashamed to say that recently when moving, I probably had about 10 unopened boxes of Christmas cards. You know, you could donate those to Shepherd's Gate. I you know, know, the women here love... You know, they haven't uh, corresponded with their family members, not necessarily. And so for them to send out Christmas cards to their loved ones, donate yes. them, Jen. Yes, that's a good idea. Donate yes. them to a shelter. That's a good idea. Yeah. So our number two suggestion is Christmas caroling. And okay, I realize that this is not going to be one for everybody, but let me tell you from experience, it is an awesome blessing. And really it's very simple. Just gathering a group of friends. All that you need is five to six friends or 20 if you can get that many to go. You don't have to be able to sing. You can even have the song playing on a phone as you guys sing along. You can bring along candy canes to hand out or bags of Christmas cookies, but literally just a group of people singing Christmas songs is going to bring smiles to those hearing you. And even maybe a few laughs. But I got this idea one year after receiving a donation of a ton of Christmas cookies and wondering what in the world I was going to do with them. I mean, it was super close to Christmas, just a few days away. I called a few friends, asked them if they were free that night to go Christmas caroling. We separated the cookies into cute bags that said, Jesus loves you. And we chose an apartment building that was for low-income tenants. And we went and sang our lungs out and handed out bags of cookies. And it was just an awesome, fun time and a good opportunity to just be able to share the love of God with anybody and everybody who would listen to us. And, you know, almost everybody came out and listened, not the best singers. I feel like people just appreciated the effort that we made. So, well, so Christmas caroling. So often people will say that a song brings back memories to them. Oh, yeah. And so at Christmas, when we would sing the songs in the shelters, the homeless actually could remember their happy moments as a child. That I think was special. And everybody can sing a Christmas carol and bring Absolutely. joy. It brings a lot of joy to people, whether it be in a convalescent home, a shelter, or walking through your street, um, going to Christmas light, Christmas tree lightings and singing carols there in your hometown. It's a great thing to involve your kids with too. We had quite a few kids that came with us. It also reminds me, Jen, of this great story. I was at Salesforce um, Tower in San Francisco one holiday season, and I was there with a caroling group. It was so amazing to hear Christmas carols about Jesus being sung right. yeah. in an office building in San Francisco. What other time of year can you sing about Jesus without people questioning your motives or anything? I I just loved hearing the carols in the office space. It's so amazing, Jen. And so many people know those words. You know, and they're singing about the birth of Christ. It is cool. Very, very cool. So number three we have is laundromat blessing. And yes, you heard me right. Be a blessing at a local laundromat. And it could be something like 
getting $100 in rolled quarters and going to a laundromat and handing out the rolls of quarters. I had met a gentleman a few years ago who made this his mission each week to visit different laundromats in lower income areas of the city, bringing laundry detergents sometimes and rolls of quarters and giving them to the people at the laundromat. And they loved it. I mean, it was such a blessing to people because even to be able to save that $10 from a roll of quarters is a huge thing to a lot of people, especially during this time of year. So sometimes he would even bring like a dozen donuts and leave them there. The key to being a blessing is meeting people where they're at and thinking of ways to ease their burdens. And this way speaks beautifully of that to me. I just loved, I loved his story and I, it was literally, I never thought of doing that before I heard him tell his story about that. So number four, we have help a neighbor put up their Christmas lights or their Christmas decor. Another way to do this, if you think they would like it, decorate their yard for Christmas. So this would only work though, if they actually like Christmas, this would not be a blessing to someone who is a little grinchy. Don't be taken and putting Christmas decor up in somebody's yard who hates Christmas. If you know of a neighbor uh, somebody had told me a few years back, their neighbor had broken their leg. And so they used to, you know, they usually would put up lights and the blow ups and all that kind of stuff. But the, the dad had broken his leg earlier. And um, so that nothing got put up and the neighborhood realized it about a week before. And so they all got together and actually went over and decorated their whole entire Yard And it was a blessing to the family. Number five, and this is one that's, you know, we've done plenty of times, but put together hats and gloves and snacks into a Ziploc and keep them to keep the Ziplocs in your car to hand out to people experiencing homelessness. I always suggest that people remember to keep the snacks soft. Many people who are experiencing homelessness have dental issues that make chewing difficult. Again, anytime we want to be a blessing to someone, we want to think of them and think of what they would like, not enforce our ideas of how we would like to bless them upon them, but think where they're at, what they need, and what would be an amazing blessing to them. That's one way that I know we've both handed out plenty of those kits. The other thing that we don't have listed, but is along the same lines is we've wrapped gifts and taken them down um, and just handed them out. So instead of just putting them into a Ziploc, we've wrapped them in a gift box. And there's just something about being given a gift that's wrapped nice and pretty that there's a dignity to it. And there's just something special unwrapping a gift. They feel like they haven't been forgotten. Right. And that's important. Number six is the unappreciated. Um, These are people who are in jobs that we so often take for granted. Look for ways to let them know you appreciate them. This may be your local fire department or police department. Maybe it's the baristas at the coffee house you frequent or the tellers at your bank or the people who work at DMV or the receptionist at your doctor's office. 
think of those who have jobs that go unnoticed and then go notice them and appreciate them. Maybe you drop off a dozen donuts or a basket of bottled coffee or energy drinks or a flowering plant or even a small $5 gift card or something. Maybe you knit hats. I don't know. Whatever you want, the sky's the limit, but you don't have to spend a lot of money to bless people. When you start making this a way of life and instead of just like, oh, one time a year, I'm going to you know go out of my way to bless somebody. Really, if we all started by just opening our eyes to those in need around us, we would just be able to live this way every single day to be able to bless somebody. And so number six is really about the unappreciated, about those people that would go unnoticed. I know people who leave out baskets of waters or or candy or snacks or whatever, or even gifts for their Amazon Prime delivery people or their FedEx drivers or whatever. And that's awesome. But there's so many other people in our lives that go unnoticed day to day that are doing a great job. It doesn't have to necessarily be cash, but just taking that extra step to to figure out a way to be a blessing to them. Like, obviously, I wouldn't go bless your local coffee house by sending them coffee. If there was a police officer or an EMT in line for coffee, just saying, could I purchase your coffee today to appreciate you? If it's not... um, if you are not able to bless someone with a financial gift, you know, seeing an officer on the side of the freeway or an EMT or a firefighter, just even taking a moment and praying for them and their safety, right. it can be such a blessing. And I truly will guarantee that you will be blessed by thinking of others in these ways. And then the final uh, number seven take your recycling to recycling center and give the bags to someone standing in line to cash in for themselves. So something simple, like we all recycle. Um, I know a lot of us just throw them in our blue containers, but if you're bagging them up, there's recycling centers all over the place. And there's some people standing in line that this is how they're making their rent. This is how they're buying food for their kids. So for you to come along, pray, who who am I supposed to give these couple bags to? You know, it may just be a few dollars in them, but a few dollars to them is is going to be a blessing. And, and we can't be judgmental. We can't, we don't know why they're in line. Right. Um, once I, a mother and a daughter got up every morning and they would go to the different parks and pick out the aluminum cans and the plastic bottles And I asked them, why do you do this? And they said that they couldn't afford the bus pass for her daughter to go to school. And sometimes those are discounted and sometimes they're not. Bus passes can be very expensive to working poor. And so it was $47 a month that they had in their budget um, to pay for. And so recycling was a way for them to be able to get that $47 every month, but they worked every morning to get their, their bags together to take to the recycling. Who would have known that that's why a mother and daughter would do that every day. Right. You know, these are just a few ways 
to overcome our own personal despair by reaching out and spreading joy to others. We compiled this list, though, not just as a one-time thing to do just right now during the Christmas season, but to hopefully inspire us all to make spreading joy intentionally part of our everyday lives. And it really is thinking about the other people. And the more you do it, I feel like it's kind of like a skill that you hone. The more you do it, the more creative you get about it, the more people, the different types of people you see. It isn't always people who need money or need, but they might just need you to, you know, to walk with them in the morning. I mean, there's a variety of things. Walking their dog. Maybe they're sick and they can't walk their dog. That would be a huge blessing to someone. There's all different kinds of ways. And I am sure that, I mean, we're not even scratching the surface of ways to be a blessing, but these are just a few that we've come up with. But we're going to end this episode with two women who exemplify choosing to live for God and for others. And the first one is Alice Ann Canelo, the founder of Shepherd's Gate. You know, Alice Ann's lifelong desire was to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. I mean, ever since she was a little girl. And so when she retires, here she is. She's a woman of God. So she's praying about, you know, bless this journey. Where should I go? Where she should stay? You know, and this is a trail all the way from Mexico to Canada. And she's praying and she keeps feeling like the Lord is saying, this isn't what I have for you. I want you to help the poor. I want you to help the poor. I want you to, and she, like a lot of us plugged her ears, kept planning until finally she said, she metaphorically threw up her hands and said, okay, you're going to have to send me the poor. I don't even know what you want me to do, but you're going to have to show me. And she was obedient. And here Shepherd's Gate is 35 plus years later, 13,000 women and children have been helped through one woman's obedience. She never did hike the Pacific Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail. So here she gave up what she wanted to do, what she was looking to so much after her retirement. She gave that up just to be obedient to God. And God blessed so many people through her, including me, just being able to work there for so many years. And and you, and I mean, so Alisan is a fantastic story of how God blesses. And the other woman that comes to my mind is Lauren Huffmaster. You know, Lauren was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And instead of being like, okay, I'm going to spend all the time I have left just with my family and my kids and, you know, traveling or whatever she wanted to do, she said, I'm going to, you know, open a nonprofit and help families impacted by cancer. And here she is four years later and it's growing uh, just leaps and bounds. And she's touching so many lives through that. These are just two stories of women who, you know, one of them really wanted to do something. She gave that up just to be obedient to God. And the peace and the joy that she received doing that was so amazing And the other one, you know, in the midst of what should have just knocked her out, actually made her flourish. Instead of turning internally, she went external and she's spreading joy and peace and love wherever she goes. And so 
those two stories just are exemplify what this particular podcast is about as far as overcoming despair by intentionally spreading joy. Thank you, Carol, for sharing today. Before we go, Carol, was there anything you want to share? It's it's all up to the listening audience to choose joy. Uh, for me, I remember really bad part of my life where I was grieving the loss of my mom and I chose to seek God and choose joy instead of me sitting at home for another holiday season. And I actually went and volunteered and I carried food boxes to people's cars and listened to them as for their struggles. And my life was so full that day. I didn't even think that it was Christmas and I didn't worry about that. I didn't have family around. I was so full um, of my experience and that was God at work in my life. So if you're like that, this holiday season, I just encourage you to choose joy, choose to bless others instead of grieving by yourself. All right. So we're going to end with Hebrews 13, 16. And do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. And Philippians 2, 4 tells us instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that you have a blessed and joyful holiday season. We'll catch up with you next time. If you found this podcast helpful, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And then in the comment section, please feel free to share your own story of overcoming. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to next time.